Hello, this is Marquita Garman, aka One Kept Woman. Welcome to my podcast. You're listening to Candid Conversations with One Kept Woman. Of Candid Conversations with One Kept Woman. And I have with me today my sister and friend, Latoya Covington, aka The Bearded Lady. So today we're going to be talking about the prophetic gift and our experience with the prophetic gift. Um, I can speak for myself and say this is something that's still very, very new for me. So uh, basically what we'll be doing is speaking from a perspective of our experience and what we have learned, where we are in that process. And um, basically just in comparison to some of the things that we have been taught. started let me just go ahead and start with the first question and Toya I'll let you go first um just give a little background on what your experience has been with the prophetic um so growing up in church never knew anything about the prophetic uh, never heard it being um quoted as a prophetic word or this is a prophet. And maybe because, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like I grew up in church because I did not. Let me give a little bit of background. Um, I was one of those three time a year kids, if that, you know, the Easter, Christmas and, and maybe Mother's Day type of thing. My mother sent us to church. It, one of those, it wasn't one of those things that you go to church. And it was an AME Zion background. So, and, you know, the AME Zion, they really did that. That's just something that was, it was almost like witchcraft to them, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't something that was, you know, you you would look at, they had, we had this one person who would, or a couple of people, when I went to AME Zion church, they would speak in tongues and like everybody would look at them like they were crazy because of the unfamiliar. I mean, you would have somebody that would maybe say, or like, you know, the pastor would tell me, I have a word from the Lord you know, as I started getting older in the church or going to church, um, a particular church that I went to, you know, they would tell me, okay, you know, I have a word from the Lord. So then that was never specified as being prophetic either. Mm -hmm. So growing up in church, it was not, um, it was more religious um, aspect than relationship. So not until I got until about 18 or 20, I started going to an apostolic Pentecostal church and, um, that's when you learned more of about the Holy Spirit. And once again, the word prophet was never really thrown around. It was always, I have a word from the Lord. You know, let me tell you what the Lord has said to you. So that began my experience with the prophetic and not even really knowing it. I can also say that, you know, I, as far as for like having the gift of prophecy, I didn't think everybody had the ability to do that. Like it was something almost like a title is something that you earn. You know, like if you've been in the church for so long, you get called a pastor, evangelist, a bishop, <laughs> right. whatever the levels are, you know, and I'm probably- Now all... you're a prophet. You're a prophet now. Yeah. 
<laughs> I deem you a prophet now, prophesy. But uh, <laughs> so, you know, it was one of those type of things that it had to be, like I said, the title had to be earned. I didn't understand how it was earned or or what have you. Like I just didn't understand the the uh, mandate or if that's the, even the proper word of prophet or prophecy. And I know for myself, like God will speak to me and I will say whatever it is that God would say to me sometimes, like if it was to another person or if it was in regards to myself, I'm just like, okay, you know, that's how I came to know about just hearing from God. But once again, not even saying the title of being prophetic or prophet. Mm-hmm. I actually started to learn more about it um, probably in my thirties, maybe a little bit before then, I may be out of order here. But um, probably more in my 30s because I was at this one particular church and um, somebody had told me, like, you have the gift of prophecy. And I'm like, okay. You know, I just took it as, oh, I've learned, I've earned, like, yeah, thank you. I've earned a title, like, I've earned a little, like, how much work have I put in in order for me to say, or for somebody to be able to say, oh, yes, like that. And um, so then this church, ended up linking with another church and um, they actually had a school for prophets. And I will, I will admit now that I think about it and we're talking about it, I became familiar. You know how it says, don't get too familiar with something. I feel like I got familiar with it in the wrong type of way. So it was like, Oh yeah, I know about the prophetic, but I don't know about the prophetic, right. you know, on a personal level. So um, that's how mine began. I mean, it was, it was kind of, it was kind of crazy. I mean, I don't know how far you want me to ramble with this because you know I can ramble. Well, I'm going to jump in right here. And so okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I'll just go ahead and share a little bit of my background as well. And okay. kind of a little similar, kind of similar. Um, I didn't come up just going to church, like my family going to church. To me, going to church when I was a kid was to get out of the house. <laughs> um <laughs> Our, the church that, that my family belonged to um, was, so my auntie, where she lived, she had to pass by where I lived in order to go to the church where our family, what I, the church our family belonged to. You know how they say this, the okay. church my family belonged to. Okay. Yeah. So I would say, pick me up on the way to church. And that was my way of getting out of the house. I knew that uh, we would probably go get snacks, a hot dog or something at the church, maybe go visit a few mm-hmm. people. And that was better than me just sitting at home all day. Okay. So that was my experience right. coming up in the church. And so um, even with that, I did have an experience in church where it was like, okay, I want to go up and give my, give my life to Christ. You know, I can, I can say that as a kid, always had these conversations with God and that's the thing that for me I always go back to and remember because I cannot pinpoint a place where I begin that it just seems like it just always was and so I would have these conversations with God just like I'm talking to you or anybody else and um and so yeah one day I I you know, accepted Christ as my savior. And after that, it was just like, okay, there was no help for that. Like that, it was just like, yay. Okay. But there, I, I was not, no one told me what to do next. Like, okay, now you need to 
start reading the Bible. I never read the Bible until I was probably in my 20s. And I still had conversations with God all the way from a kid, but I never read the Bible. Like that sounds crazy now that I think about it. Wow. I never actually started reading the Bible until I was in my 20s. I understand that. I'm telling you. (laughs) So, um, the word prophet or prophetic, huh? What, what is what, you know? So my first experience with even hearing someone say to me, you have a prophetic gift. I was in a ministry and I was actually in this ministry that I was in. Um, they had allowed me opportunity to be in a leadership position where I got to help with the class and teach and, have different opportunities that I really, really enjoy doing. Okay, so one day we're in, it, it was a small group, um, um, like a kind of like a Bible study class for young adults. So one day in the midst of us having class, um, one of the co-leaders looked at me and said, you have a prophetic gift and it needs to be sharpened. And I was like, now I respected, I respected this person, <laughs> like had much love for them, respected them. And I was like, okay, you, I, nah, you know, you got that one wrong, bro. I don't know what you're talking about on that one. And even, even the person that was close to me in my life, this is the part that I always just trip over, like, wow. Person, I went back and asked the person who I, another person who I respected. And, and I said, you know, um, this person said to me that I had a prophetic gift and that I needed to, um, like I needed to be sharpened in it. And they were like, mm-hmm. mm, girl, you know who you are. Like at this point in time, I always saw myself as a teacher because I, right. I love to learn. I love to share what I learn, And that's just always been part of my passion. So that was my first encounter with the prophetic hearing about you have a prophetic gift. And I just, shoot it away like eh, wrong person not this person right not understanding the whole time my conversations and me hearing god so clearly was obviously like different like i never knew that 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 everyone was not having that same experience i thought everybody <laughs> was having that same experience like i thought that was common okay so being or starting being around other people in fellowship, I started to see, okay, God, you're not telling them stuff like you telling me, like you didn't tell them <laughs> that this, this, and this before we came to this event. Then why are you tell me that? And you didn't tell them, you know, and I started to be like, what? What? And I began to read the word, okay? Mm-hmm. So in reading the word and also being able to conversate with God so fluidly, my growth and my understanding, you know, was just, to me, it was just like, oh, like a lot of things that God had already been talking to me about or dealing with me with, it's like the word confirmed it. It was like, oh, 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 when you were saying, oh. You're listening to Candid Conversations with One Cup Woman. We'll be right back.
You're listening to Candid Conversations with One Kept Woman. You know, so <laughs> the prophetic part, you know, like like you said, it was something that my my immediate reaction was like, no, because of what I had seen as far as church and Whenever yeah. you say, God told me, you know, I to, uh, you know, give you a word. Nobody. That's like the thing. That's like the most religious thing that people hate when they think about church. Usually that is something. That's the thing that people will say. Oh, you want to come and tell me God got a word for me. Nobody wants to be that person. You right. Know? Mm-hmm. Because most of the time the word is not going to be something good. <laughs> like something. It may be correction and warning you know yeah and so to me i'm like okay uh -uh, i'll just teach i'll just keep walking in that gift of teaching i know what that is i know how to operate in that you know so it's only been now recently where god brought me to a place within the last few years where i begin to feel like there is more there's more for me to walk in and really asking mm-hmm. God, what is my gifting and purpose? What is it that you have called me to do? And God began to go back and point out that gift. And I didn't understand it at first. He gave me certain dreams that now as I look back, when I was asking him, like just meditating on the dream and asking him, what is this? What does that mean? Now I have right. like a greater understanding of exactly what the dream meant what he was saying to me about my gift and in my calling, but it took for me to get to a place of willingness to be trained in it. Like from that period of time, when that person looked at me and said, you have a prophetic gift and you need to be sharpened. Okay. (laughs) Put that to the side, whatever, you know, and it's like, until I got to a place where I felt in within myself that, okay, Marquita, you are, there's more. I sense that there is more for you to walk in. Like you are, you are limiting yourself. You need to know the full scope of the bigger picture of what God is calling you to do. And I began to ask God about that. And it went right back first to the prophetic. So that has been my experience. And I don't know about you, but what I found interesting in that is out of all the books that I read about people hearing from God and their calls, my experience was not was nothing like that. Like I I read some amazing books, apparently, because I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say I read some amazing testimonies because people will say, um, Jesus appeared to me in a vision and told me that I'm his such and such such or um i was knocked out and i was in the hospital and i went to heaven and i met christ and he told me and i was like whoa oh god when you gonna tell me me? (laughs) i get knocked out you know (laughs) what is it gonna take for me to hear from you like that right when am i gonna have that Oh, experience like Paul, you know, like think about Paul on the road to Damascus. And it was like, oh, 
Like I'm waiting for that type of moment, you know? So I, right, right. I, I can honestly say even to this day, I still kind of struggle with, have you legit called me? You didn't say, Marquita, I called you to, you know what I mean? Have you legit called right. me, God? Um, you know? How, how you didn't call me out of my dream. You didn't speak expressively to me. Like you used somebody else to say that. Right. Now just think, think about if you didn't trust the person that told you that though. Yeah. Well, I kind of treated it like I didn't trust them. Honestly. That is true. Now that I think about it. Honestly, now throw that in the trash. Yeah, like... <laughs> No, wrong. But okay. yeah. yeah, I mean, because that was that was my experience with hearing that I had a prophetic gift. Because, like I said, I, I learned about it in my thirties. Um, that I the 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 point that I can remember of somebody telling me that I had a prophetic gift. I'm like, okay, but I also saw the environment that I was in, and I'm just like. I don't know. And see, for me to study and to have that personal relationship was um, something that I can't say that I took pride in. Like, I was okay with being known as saved or like being, I could sing on the choir or, you know, do praise and worship or something like that. I was okay with, with doing that. But to definitely edify my relationship with Christ, it was like, I didn't know how to do that. Like those things, and I don't understand why those things aren't taught and why they automatically think, like how you said when you got saved, they were just like, okay. I mean, the church that I was in, they made sure I paid my tithes before they knew that I was educated on anything. <laughs> I mean, I'm 13, 14 years old and they got me on the tithes list. And I'm like, I don't, what? What? I, what? <laughs> but I mean, you know, so for me to hear, here, okay, you have a prophetic gift. It was like, okay. And then like discernment or even the Holy Spirit speaking to me, I was allowed to see certain things in the church. And it's just like, well, then do I, do I trust what was said to me, you know, by these people? There was probably only one to two people out of the entire, I guess, leadership, what have you, that I could trust. And they they haven't really said anything to me, so so what do you do with it? Like, it's like what do I do with my clothes now? What do I do with my clothes? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, and if they even opened up a thing called the School of the Prophets. So I even went through the whole course and I'm like, okay, well maybe I like I got a little wow. certificate. Okay, bam, you know. And I still didn't know in depth of the prophetic, but once again, I can take responsibility on my relationship and learning more because of course you know we have to study to show ourselves approved mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and that's just not something that i felt like this goes back to self-awareness but you know just feel like okay toya can you do that no pastor sitting here you know i always thought that it took somebody from the outside to magnify what was on the inside of me mm -hmm. and my relationship with christ and that's not necessarily true that's not true at all it's not even that's not true at all so i can, I can um, for me to that though i get that i get that to an extent because for me whenever i first came 
um, into the body, like for fellowship, I mm -hmm. felt I'm coming and there's all of these older people in here who have already been doing this for years that are going to lead me and teach me and show me what to do. Right. You know, when I surrendered, like, you know, even as a child, when I, I accepted Christ and I lived however I wanted to live till I got to the age of my early twenties. And that's when I surrendered and said, okay, I'm not running anymore. That's when I went into the fellowship and I expected a lot more than what <laughs> I received, honestly. Like I expected so much more. I expected that, okay, when I go to church, they're going to know everything to tell me like they're going to be able to say um this is what you need to do this is you know but i just really realized that my relationship was still my relationship with god like that was the foundation and that was where it had to grow from and it and and even the people who i did let close to me and accepted their leadership it was um at a cost i can just say yeah like negative and positive some negative some positive but the but the most important and most consistent foundational thing was my relationship with god like i i had that internal compass like that him being able to hear him clearly in that in in that way it may have probably kept me from some things, you know, and then he did probably allow some things for my shaping and my molding. But um, mm -hmm. when you think about the life of a prophet, now that, you know, we're, we're at this place now where I feel like um, I can say, well, I say I am, we, I have read, you know, in the Bible, I read um, about Elijah, Elisha, um, I know you're reading in Ezekiel right now. And um, you, when you look at those examples and look at our experiences or even the body of Christ, what do you think? What do you think? What do you see? And what do you think? Well, <laughs> I mean... I can tell that people take the prophet of God for granted um, mm. and that the prophet of God, like at, at some point, the prophet, of, depending on what type of prophet you are, your reputation is not always, uh, it, can, it can be good or bad. It has its positive and its negative. Um, you know, as far as, oh, such and such is coming. You know, I know we're going to have a word from the Lord. Um, and the people see that, oh, it's going to be a good word, but they also don't understand that the prophet of God also brings correction because a lot of people don't see God as a corrector. They want him to be all loving, you know, right. graceful and, right. and, you know, he's merciful and things of that nature. And they don't understand like God also chastises. Like we talked about that the other day, how God is the perfect example of a parent. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, a lot of people don't understand that a prophet's job or not even necessarily his job is man their mandate their, their their lives like to me that you got to expect for one somebody not to receive you and not take it personally yeah and as the prophet of god like i i don't know if this is accurate <laughs> 
But I feel like there is so much more. I'm going to say it like this, that there's so much fire that a prophet of God definitely goes through in order yes. for them to come out as pure yes. gold. Yes. Like to have certain things burnt off of them so they're not prophesying out of a place that is not of God, that is of flesh, because, you know, we have our own experiences. Mm-hmm. We have our own um, spiritual experiences. And then if you take the nature in, you know, the natural things that we go through as people right. in general, like it can, if we are not submitted towards Christ, it can mold and shape the words and how, even the spirit Definitely. that we come out Definitely. of. Definitely. So those, those are a few things that I'm learning. Yeah. Um, and I'll pick and like, up on that. Um, Go ahead. The one thing in particular, I think probably most children of God are going to deal with, but even more so, prophets is rejection. Oh, gosh. Rejection. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> um, neglect, abandonment, rejection. To me, that has been the place where there has been the most uh, fire, the most, uh, it's like, a, I feel like even from my childhood, it began, mm-hmm. you know, and I, you know, you know how, you know, God can take what, what the enemy meant for evil and of course make it for our good. He, he does that. He causes all things to work together for our good. Um, but it hurts. (laughs) It's painful. And what God has shown me exactly what you're talking about as far as really that fire and staying close to him so that we stay Mm -hmm. in a place where whenever things come up, it's, it can be immediately dealt with. So our right. voice can, can be purified and because our hearts are being purified because we're in that place with him where he is going to continue to show us each time, like show us, okay, this happened. Let's deal with it. It's not something that we, we are able to well, let me just say this. We can, but it's dangerous. The, a dangerous thing for us to do is to hold in things, burn things, and let things fester. Because then, like what you're saying, we're speaking from that place. We're speaking from a place of bitterness, resentment, anger, um, rejection, um, all, of those, all of those things. And it, it taints the message. And it can cause us to speak yeah. things and build things that are contrary to the word of God and God's will. And because we have that that gift and that call, our words have weight. Our words are very weighty. So when you're Mm -hmm. speaking things and you're speaking from that place, you're actually speaking that into existence and you're creating the very thing that you're probably probably trying to trying to stop you know exactly exactly yep i can definitely attest to that and that's one thing just to kind of uh rewind a little bit like i know it's 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 just like god to show us like i i want i try to dissect myself a lot like god what is the root of this thing 
and a lot of people don't understand how finicky and how intricate how tricky the spirit of rejection is and how much it'll make you hesitant if yeah. not combated recognized and called out it'll make you hesitant to walk in whatever it is and to re uh, to receive all it is that god has said you are like for instance i mean you know i, I thought okay well if, if, if anybody would ask me before now, Toya, who are you in Christ? My one thing that I would say, if I don't know anything else, I know that I'm a worshiper. I have a heart of a worshiper. Well, baby, you're more than that. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's a beautiful, like it's, okay, you are a worshiper and you are, you know, prophetic and you are a watchman on the wall and you are yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, you just have to, you have to understand like, and that helps you to combat the spirit of rejection. Mm -hmm. No, you are not just this. You right. are this and, 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 mm -hmm. and. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. I'm telling yes. you, it's, mm -hmm. we really and truly have to um, make sure that when we are learning about the prophetic or even teaching about the prophetic, how to help them to build up in in their, I'm going to say the cliche, most holy faith, so that way it can combat what they have experienced and the spiritual warfare that they are in, so that way they can develop that gift. Yes, identity. That's what I'm hearing you saying, yes. and that is the key. You are so right. You're on point with that. Knowing your identity is everything in christ because everything. and that's the only way we can know it because our we are hidden in christ our our identity is in christ so when we know first of all god's love towards us his acceptance towards us his um his perception of us basically and his love and who he calls us you know yes and knowing that and operating from that place. So now somebody, you know, you, you have a relationship where you experience rejection or you, ex you experience abandonment. We, we still cling to our relationship in God. We still cling to who God says we are. And like you said, because we are people who are very analytical and um, I can say this, we examine ourselves sometimes to a fault. Like whatever happens, yeah. always okay. Now, what, what did I do in this? And you you pick yourself apart to see, okay, am I am I am I walking right? Am I speaking right? Am I did I do something that caused this? You know, right. So, um, because that just comes from that place of, um, it it can work both ways actually. That rejection. And that place of just wanting to be in right standing with God, just wanting to be in right standing. Mm -hmm. And, and so we, we self-examine ourselves sometimes to a fault because then we give the other person a pass. Oh, well, maybe because I said it like this, or maybe because right. I, I needed too much from them, or maybe my expectation was not 
it was too high and I shouldn't have put that on them or whatever the case may be. We give people an out. We give them a way out and we mm-hmm. condemn ourselves sometimes to say that was you, that was your fault, you know? Mm-hmm. And so whenever we really know our, our identity in Christ, we, we can say, no, this is, this is me. This is um, the person that God created me to be. I am operating from a pure heart. I'm not doing anything with the impure intent or motive. So therefore, it is, I hate to say it is what it is because I kind of, I don't really like that saying, but at the end of the day, um, you can only be who you are. We can't shape shift to fit everybody, you know? And I feel like sometimes that's what we we, we find ourselves doing. Well, let me try to see if I say it like this, will they hear me? Will they receive me? Will it be okay if I do it like this? You know, no. And that's one thing as far as my my own personal walk and growing in this gift that I have really had to learn and I'm still learning and I'm still um, exercising and being trained in that because nobody wants to just always feel rejected or misunderstood. You know, one, right. one thing God has been telling me is stop explaining yourself all the time. Stop trying to explain everything Ugh. to people who are set on misunderstanding, who are set on not understanding. They don't want to understand. You can't exactly. say it enough to make it right for them. So just stop. Exactly. Just stop. Be who I've called you to be and be bold in that and be confident in that. Right. And I'm going to deal with the outcome of it. You know, that's just, it reminds me of the word that says, don't look at their face. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever it is, don't look at their face. You say what you have to say. Once again, it's you reading the room, like being a parent. I know my kids going to, when I have to say something to them that's not going to be favorable, I already know what that face is going to look like. And for me, I can't say, oh, well, ugh, you know. Mm. Right. No, because at the end of the day, if I don't say it, the blood is on my hand. That and I can't keep praying. Don't get me wrong. I do pray this anyway, but that should not be a repetitive thing. God, you know, don't let no blood be on my hands. Like, oh, Lord, the blood is on my hands. No, no, I don't, I don't want to have to worry about somebody's blood being on my hands because I didn't tell you open your eyes whenever you cross the street mm-hmm. so you don't get hit by a car. Right. <laughs> And then if I don't say it, you get smacked by a car, then, oh my gosh, like, no, because then the enemy will use that to weigh on you as well. Yep. yep. I mean, one thing, once again, we we have to be, God is wise, and I know that when we ask for wisdom, he'll give it to us. Mm-hmm. So God, how do I walk in this prophetic gift? I walk in obedience. I walk in love. I walk in the way that you are telling me to walk, you know, and those are, to me, those are things that I know the prophetic gift is definitely getting ready to explode. I read that earlier and it just kind of confirmed what God has been saying. And there are so many people that are going to have to be taught or even retaught um, on, on the prophetic gift because it is, it, we are in such a time that we cannot hold back what God is saying to the people mm-hmm. or to, our, to, our, to us. We cannot hold back because we are saving 
people from when we speak and when we are obedient, when we are obedient, we are like I like to tell my kids, we are the Jesus that everybody will see. We're probably the only chance that people will get to see Jesus, you know, or see him walking like you know how this bend his feet. Let me say it like that. So we have to um Lord forgive me trying to make sure that my train of thought doesn't get uh, distracted, but we have to make sure that we are being exactly who, yeah, because we are in a time that God is really and truly pouring out his spirit and the prophetic gift. We, there are so many people who have walked in the prophetic, maybe that does not know what it is. Like we didn't know, like I'm still learning. Right. And we have to definitely be there for those people. Some of them are, will probably be like you, like have always walked in it, but didn't realize what they were walking in. And they're on fire. They, the way that church has been done before, God is definitely rearranging that. And he is definitely going you, to use the prophet. Yes. He's using the prophets to really and truly set that stage. Like, that, okay. That's my favorite part of all of this especially being in this new era that we're in and having the it's like finally seeing the why for my life Mm -hmm. and that to me is just as much as god's stamp on his call on my life as as if i had a major encounter like you know paul on the road to damascus you know because he had already been telling me that this time was coming and look how this right. time looks this 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 time that we're in no one could have imagined that we would be in a quarantine um in a pandemic in uh so much racial um seems like racial war going on racial wars and tensions and all at the same time and it's on purpose and the way God had already unfolded it to me and created even a yearning and a desire in me for this place that we're now in, that I was right for this place, for the place right. where the dismantling of the uh, traditional and religious and even the governmental, everything that is built up in man, the dismantling of that all back right. into the dust to be rebuilt and rebuilt correctly by the kingdom of God, by the people of God. This is the place that he had already shown me about. And so it's amazing to see it. And to me, that validates, I feel that validates for me, my call and what he has spoken to me. Because no matter how many times, like he, he's had other people to speak to me that um, you will never be ordained by man. And that was a confirmation that I was wondering, did I hear that right? When he first told me personally, because, you know, right. the traditional call is that you go through a ministry, you are ordained, somebody lays their hands on you and they already see the call mm-hmm. that's on you. So they ordain mm-hmm. you into that call. And now you walk into that and you're validated by man. And now people can receive you because, oh, that's prophet is so-and-so she's from missionary Baptist, blah, blah, right. blah, church. And that's how they receive you. But God had told me, nobody else's fingerprints will ever be on you. You will never be right. on you. 
I crowned you before I released That's beautiful. You, before I released you into the earth. I already crowned you. And that sounds great and it's right. lovely and wonderful. But then when you have a word and people don't re don't respect who you they, they don't they don't they're like who are you? Who are you telling me who are you both? Right, right. Because you got popular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, who? You who? Okay. Who? And who are you supposed oh. to be? Right. So mm -hmm. like but God had all along been preparing people like me and you for such a time as this because look what he did. He has dismantled so much. And now who does it matter about an ordination? Does it matter about, you know, whether this ministry or that ministry or whoever has put their label and their title on you? None of that matters. He has totally leveled the, the playing field. And so yes. that's my favorite thing about this yes. specific mm. gift and call because it's like even when you look at the word and the examples we have in the bible those prophets were set apart people those oh, yeah. were in the wilderness in caves <laughs> they were near and dear to god's heart they sat with god they had a peculiar life they did not live a life that they went to you know just ordinary routine a habitual type of lifestyle they had right adventures and amazing things you know um that happened to them and experiences because they walked according to the voice of god you know and so right. the new place that we're walking into now he has already had his people i believe like you and i hidden and being prepared for such a time as this so when he yes. brings forth what he's doing he has already given us direction. He's already given us the wisdom. He's already showed us how to operate in this new place and what is going to happen. I, I'm starting to prophesy right now. What is happening <laughs> is that it's, he's turning it all on his head and where people will have to come to us, which is really coming right. to him. And so he's, he's calling his kingdom to arise so that the nation's will have to come to us, come to his kingdom, right. come to the people right. who, got, who have the word of wisdom and they know the strategies and things to do. And it's not according to man. It's yeah. not according to the way we've always done it. That's something I used to always hate to hear in the church. Well, that's the way we always have done. Uh, does that mean that it's right? Does that mean that it's Does that mean that God is still there? Right. Does that mean that God right. is still in that? Come on. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the thing, like people, I'm going to tell you, oh my gosh, it's like Ichabod, do you not see Ichabod being wrote across this, yeah. across the church, across that word, I'm going to tell you, it's, 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 I thought I was crazy, mm -mm. I, because I had been called rebellious, I mm -hmm. had been told, like, I tried to, to fit in, I tried best to be the church member the good person i tried to be that person okay and then of course i can still hear you but your your video part is frozen so go ahead just keep talking i can still hear you okay see you want to freeze up because it's getting good <laughs> come through come through holy spirit have your way okay. Have your way, God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, 
personally I'm still being um, matured because yeah. I know the right thing to do but sometimes the pain or the feeling I still have the, the I still have the feeling of why you why you doing me like that you know why you what why you know but at the same time I know that I have to say and do what God has told me regardless of the reaction and the response that it brings and I'm willing to do that. I just have to get to a place where I, you know, I thought I needed thicker skin. God checked me on that and said, no, I don't want you to have thick skin. I don't want you to be hardened. I'm not, a, I'm not hardened. I'm, I am very sensitive. You know, don't think that you being sensitive and feeling the pain and the wounding that comes with this is something that you should run from or find a way to cover or 
or avoid. No, that's part of it. Yes, <laughs> that's part yes. of it, you know? Um, but just know, I feel what you feel. You know, think about Christ and, and, and what he walked through for us and what, you know, I feel, I, I know, I know. And, and even so much more, I know. But this is part of it because in order for you to really, for one, it, it, it keeps you in my presence. And two, in order for you to really, you can't be separated from the people that you are called to. So in right. order for you to speak to these people, you have to also know what these feel. You have to, because now I bring you somebody that feels like this and hasn't experienced this type of rejection or abandonment or pain or whatever the case may be. You know, you're not just speaking from a place of, uh, it's going to be okay. You're not speaking just from a place of head knowledge. You're also speaking from a place of heart understanding. And so right. you can be compassionate and tender and, and understanding what this person is walking through and, and not hard and harsh towards right. them because right. you have numbed yourself down and you have thickened your skin. So now thickening your skin no, be numb to that. Don't feel that. No, right. we feel these things. And this is something, this is a place from, from where as long as it's healed and it's not a place that's fest, a festering wound that is, you know, causing an issue, we, we do speak from that place of understanding, not the bitterness or the resentment of it, right. but of the compassion, the, the tenderness and the understanding of what that is. You're right. I mean, you're, you are so right about that. I mean, once again, I think us, just to piggyback off what you said, us having previous experiences will make us more understandable for those who are coming in or who, and, and not just coming in, but just across the board to let people know about like how I used to think, God, am I crazy? <laughs> am I, I, I can't, like, what's, right. Is it just me? You know, no, no, baby, it's not just you. Right. You know what? I'm gonna um, can go ahead and wrap up right there for this session. Um, definitely do a part two on this because there's so much more to be said. Right. And so, and then we we'll, we can keep building on it as we grow in our experience and keep you know sharing what we're learning and what God is showing us and part of you know just being open and vulnerable in the development process of it. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I'm excited about that. Definitely excited. Me too. So thank you for being with me today. Absolutely. Um, thank you for having me. Again, my girl, Latoya Covington, AKA the bearded lady and me, yours truly one kept woman. on Conversations yes, with one kept woman. Stay kept. We'll see y'all next time. Bye. Well, that's it for today. But as always, you can still connect with me on Facebook at Kept Women or at my website, www.psalmsofone, the number one, keptwoman.com. Until then, now unto him who's able to keep you and me from falling. Stay kept, folks. <laughs>